Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, I wanted to ask you last night because, mm-hmm. you know, I see Essa Lindell doing this and sometimes it doesn't work out. But on the, the high those, flip, the high, the high flip play? Well, no, I was going to talk about I was going <laughs> to talk, and, you know, because Greg's on vacation, but I wanted to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the art of blocking shots. And mm-hmm. Yanni Hockenpah last night actually created a goal because I don't know yeah. of many goalies that would stop and, you know, basically put his stick out and went off the stick and just went top shelf where probably Wedgwood saves that uh, Mm -hmm. otherwise. And I guess has the thinking changed because for a while it was like, if you, you might, you got to get in front of it. Otherwise let the goalie have it. And I wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, the art of blocking shots, whether it's with your legs, whether it's with the stick because I see that so yeah. often now where not not only yeah. can it result in a goal, but you also take away the perfect sight line because that stick going in is blocking, you know, that visual of the puck, which can mean going in or making the save. Well, players front shots now better than they ever have before. Players go out of their way to get square to pucks, block shots, um, Vegas does this a ton. We talk about Vegas a lot on the show. Vegas blocks a ton of shots. They block more shots than um, watching. I don't know the number. I don't have the number in front of me, but they were always high up there in shot blocks and everything like that. And it's not just because the other team has possession. It's because they front shots, keep things to the perimeter. And, uh, and to, 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 to by front shots, what I mean people is you're basically, you're opening your body up and you're, focusing on taking away that shooting lane. Um, I know I said using hockey terminology, I should probably 
give a little bit of a quick explainer sometimes on that. Um, and it is players are, we talk about levels and we talk about, um, and the point shot, and it's basically, it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing. Like the point shot was basically killed by the shot block. Like you hardly ever see the the big blast from the point anymore. Correct. It's, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty much obsolete, not obsolete. Eh, it's, it's almost extinct, right? Like it's kind of an endangered species now where the best defensemen float pucks through, they find little seams, they, they get things through levels and, um, goalies have never been better. Um, oh, I mean, sorry. Goalies as athletes have never been better. Statistically speaking, goalies have been better, but as athletes, goalies have never been better. And, um, I'm going to get real nerdy here for a second for some people. Um, and I know that, and I apologize. Um, <laughs> one of the things that Henrik Lundqvist did in the uh, from the time he entered the league, and he was one of the goalies, the rare goalies who did it, and now it's much more common. Um, and uh, uh, Linus Olmark actually almost changed to doing this last year when the Vesna is goalies play deeper in their crease, right? We used to think it was a position where you want to be a top of the crease, take up as much space as possible, yada, yada, yada. Right. That's what it used to be. Goaltending has now become a position where you play deeper into your crease. And Lundquist was one of the first guys who really did this regularly in the quote unquote modern era where you play deeper in the crease because that extra split second to read deflections, to read plays. So goalies will play deeper for that reason. And, um, so if you ever if you're interested, like um if you if you go watch the next stars game, look at their look at the feet placement of the goalie, look where a Jake Ottinger is playing, look where a Scott Wedgwood is playing, and, and notice that just kind of look all around and just kind of trying to observe and see where the goalie's standing. And goalies play deeper in their creases now, so they have time to read that. And um they've gotten better, goaltenders have gotten better at having that time to block shot to react when a shot is blocked obviously the goal that deflected off Hockenpah last night is one that is an extreme one that goes in and everything like that but because the goalie union basically started playing deeper defenders started got more of the green light to block more shots because less pucks through less guys getting rebounds great that comes with the side effect of there will be deflections that are dangerous and everything like that but goalies have already playing towards that so it's kind of it's kind of part of the whole evolution of the game where tip pucks, block shots, everything like that. They kind of, it's kind of the, the styles make fights pushing back of offense and defense on this. And um, as a, uh, as a sport evolves and as, as everything goes, um, players and offense have had to adapt to it. And it's, uh, and I think some teams have, it's it's why what the modern defender looks like has changed. It's changed everything about the game. Um, it used to be. It even goes down to. Uh, it's it's not as it's, and now a slap shot hurts, but players aren't. There's not big booming slap shots anymore, and um, there's players with hard shots. So don't don't get me wrong on that. There's players with hard shots, but it it used to be big booming shots and everything like that. But now players are so well protected and guys don't tee up shots like that. Cause those shots don't work anymore. 
So guys are willing to block the little wristers and the flicksters that go through and everything like that. It's it's a whole Gavin, this is really sticking with the theme of no one's going to understand what I'm talking with. If you're still listening to this episode, I'm thank you. you for. I'm with you. If you're still sticking with this episode, thank you. But it is it is a the the block shot from what Craig Ludwig did. Craig, Craig Ludwig yep. did with his massive shin guards yep. that he is still not given to the Hockey Hall of Fame. No, um, Is <laughs> uh, is now been really kind of replaced with everyone does it. When Craig was doing it, it was still. It was brave and scary to do it. Yeah. It's not as brave and scary to do it anymore. And I think that's another big part of it. So. All right. Take so... a- anyone, anyone listening at home, if you got anything out of that, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying that. And yet everyone tells me I love when Sean does deep dives. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like I said, it's all about learning because these are things that I also like to talk about and like to know mm-hmm. because the art of the block shot was, you know, certainly something that kept you in the league. Um, and now obviously is the fear of going the other way with these odd man breakouts that just, I mean, hockey's so wide open now. Um, so onto a massive tilt tomorrow night. Um, we can say that about certain games, but you know, it adds up Colorado and you have been jockeying position and you get them tomorrow on home ice. Going to be a lot of fun. A lot of former stars in the building. Uh, Andrew Cogliano had really nice years with, uh, you know, good room guy, but uh, mm-hmm. also 10 points thus far. He's a plus on the ice. Uh, Yoel Kiviranta, five points. Frederick Olofsson has had eight points this year, and I thought he played really well in a star sweater. Um, and as always, every time he comes to town, it will be talked about Val Nachuskin with 38 points. So it is kind oh, yeah. of a stars <laughs> homecoming of sorts with, you know, four players in the regular lineup. So, you know, I, I think it's interesting. Nathan McKinnon, um, each time I watch him, I say, why isn't Nathan McKinnon talked about more in this league? Um, and I, he's just so special. And Nathan McKinnon's not talked about enough in this league. Not according to I, me. Uh, I think he's talked okay. about a lot. Okay. But I, I think I think he's a top five player in the world. I don't totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. Okay. Totally okay. agree. But that I completely agree with you, Sean. I'm just saying when I read articles and when I see things, I see McDavid a lot more. I see Matthews a lot more, and they might be ahead of them. But I just think sometimes McKinnon takes a back seat until you watch him in person and you say, "Wow." This is a perfect combination of speed and size and shot. Yeah. Was uh I mean he was the only reason the team was watchable seven years ago. Like I remember one yeah. of those, those those times Colorado would come to town and it was like, Oh, this is Colorado. Oh wait, but Nathan McKinnon's playing. Oh, it's fun now. Like he was Yeah. Um anywho, uh Colorado, yeah, big game. Um the big thing I think about Colorado and the central division and I need to go look at the records historically on this because I think the uh, as someone who uh, has uh, been to uh, was in Denver earlier, actually I guess that was last month. Who was in Denver last month and and has been there? Um, I I think there is something to more and more of 
the home ice advantage that Colorado has now so. Because I, I know people have things where they can train and deal with the altitude and everything like that. And I know Colorado's a good team. But I'm gonna read you a I'm gonna read you a stat here, Gavin. I love it. Okay. You ready? Yep. The Colorado Avalanche. Away from Pepsi Center, or whatever it's called now. I don't think it's called Pepsi Center anymore. No, it's not. It's still still Pepsi Center in my heart. Yep, me too. Um uh the Colorado Avalanche on the road, eight, seven, and three. At home, sixteen and four. Wow. It's the same hockey team. Yeah. Getting the last change does not is not the difference between a 90 point per, an 80 point percentage team and a 40 and a 50 and a 50 point percentage team. So, I know it's 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 just something to think about and Very interesting. as you as as you look at this and where I'm going with this, I will connect this, I promise. As you look at the Central Division race between Dallas and Colorado and Winnipeg, who also has to account for this too. Um the Avalanche are going to probably finish this year at home potentially 30 and 12, maybe. Like they're going to be ridiculously good at home. When you get them on the road, you have to take advantage. And I think that is that's where I'm going with this, where you get them at home, it's your opportunity. And the key maybe to not having to spend extra time in Denver in the second round of the playoffs or the first round of the playoffs, depending on how it shakes out is taking care of the avalanche when they are in your building. And I think that is the big thing to think about tomorrow night. Um, when you're watching from our perspective, obviously the players will be thinking about the game It's simple, yada, yada, yada. But for our perspective, I think this is the type of game where it's a test and everything like that. But if you look at just who the avalanche are on the road, it becomes a game where it's like, okay, you're a good team go and do the job against a team who is not a good team away from home. Yeah. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's talk about Val Nachuskin for a second. And Let's talk about Val. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just recap because every time he comes to town or if the game's in Colorado, Stars fans say, Ugh, here's my opinion. If you want to go after the Stars for drafting him, that's fair to me. But if you want to go after the Stars for buying him out, I don't think that's a proper argument for the reason that the player admits that they did not put the full effort while they were here. They're a changed and, person. Yeah, okay. This this is the this is the deep part, right? Yep. You have 
I, I get it. And I love I love our boy David Castillo, who I, I believe is coming on the show tomorrow night tomorrow after the, after night the game, after right? After Colorado Avalanche, we'll do a uh, yeah, and, and, and so so when 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 Val and Pavelski trade four goal games last night, you got tomorrow night you can you guys can have this debate again, right? <laughs> um and I and I know because I, I brought this up on Twitter and the first response and David even said it's like, well, buying out two point nine million shouldn't be the difference between bringing in a good veteran player, yada yada yada. Um but let's look at the facts of this because I know how the stars operate. I've covered this team before. I've covered this team better than anyone in the world at this time. I know that the stars bought out Val Nichushkin so they could sign Joe Pavelski. The buyout for Nichushkin was literally done 48 hours, less than 48 hours before Pavelski was signed. It was the two were completely connected. Whether you say like, Oh, there's paths for both. They could have done both in Jim Nill's world. It was, you bought out Val Nichushkin to, to to sign Joe Pavelski. And I would make that based off who the two players are. I know Val has a Stanley Cup ring and everything like that. And no matter how good he is right now, I would not trade what Joe Pavelski has done for the stars in the past five years for that. I wouldn't I would not do that. So I, I, I think that's I think that's 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 point one. The other point is Val Nichushkin was never going to become the player he is in Colorado and Dallas. Same reason Jack Campbell was never going to be the starting goalie in Dallas. Um, and now Jack has struggled in Edmonton because in Edmonton, they've basically given him the same problems he had in Dallas and and and, and they basically took away the advantages he had in Toronto. Um, Jack, so Val bought out, got humbled, and kind of as a human being, worked his way back up. Good for him. It was never going to happen in Dallas. He was never going to be able to overlive the hype and the expectation. Just like, you know what? Matt Duchesne was never going to be able to live up to that contract in Nashville. Correct. And look what he's and look what he's gotten in Dallas after the buyout. Yep. It's ju- it's just the reality of it. And on top of all of that, with on top of everything with with Val Nichushkin, it be, and on top of it being the smart decision and, and everything like that, he wasn't. Like, it's not like he was good during that season. And this is the, like, people will be like, oh, he had no goal. And this is one of David's points I know. It's like, he had no goals and no penalty minutes that season, but he was still good defensively. I don't care if he was still good defensively. He was making $3 million a year. I don't want a guy making $3 million a year who can't score that time. Yeah. He, yeah. he had lost all confidence. He had lost everything. And and the other thing, the other thing I always hear about Nachushkin is, all oh, the stars needed to wait. They could have seen what could have played out. They waited six years. Yeah. I have a child who's younger than that. Right. Like you waited like like you like they waited six years for the for, for him to come together. They gave him a chance to go back to Russia and came over and he struggled. Like like it just was time to go. Like yeah. it's the it's the it's the classic it's like a a couple that's together and 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 you're and and they spent the last it's like a couple that spent six years together in the last three years. Everyone else could see, you know what? This doesn't work. You really need to get away from each other. And finally they did. And you know what? Now they're both happy. And it's like, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. It's it's the, the stars. The stars are out of their relationship with Val Nachushkin and they're happy and they sh- and they're, and they're, and they're, and they've moved on. Yep. You know what? The Shushkin is out of his relationship with the stars and he's happy and he's moved on. They they see each other every once in a while. They have an awkward chuckle and then and they play a hockey game. That's yeah. it. It happens it's, in sports. It's not, it happens. It's so I and I will yeah. say this. Yeah. I will further your point by saying, like when people say 
Things like, oh, I should have kept him around longer. Oh, he would have changed. Oh, that's on the stars. Is it on the Bruins that they let Tyler Sagan go? Is it on the Montreal Canadiens that they let Mike Ribeiro go? Like, how come we aren't talking about that? Because those are two players that thrived when they came to Dallas. But we don't highlight the failures in Montreal or, you know, well, not that a failure, as a, as a, but it, it's, as, it's as a, a disappointment. As, 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 High expectations. Sports fans in general, everything that's done positively for our team, and not everyone, I'm using hyperbole, I know that, but most stuff that happens positively for our team, we think that, oh, we lucked into that. We don't think that there was a, yes, like, it's it's, it's just like the, it's just like the whole, we we talk about the Nils Lundquist, Thomas Harley thing, right? Where we give the stars so much crap for how they're messing up Nils Lundquist. And at the same time, where we give Thomas Harley, we give the stars, the team gets the blame, the player gets the credit. That happens all the time. Yeah. Right. And if something doesn't work, we blame the team. Must have been the team, must have been the team, must have been the team. It's never the player's fault. And part of that is it's easy to it's easy to uh to blame the team because the team represents the the suits and the GMs and the coaches, the people who who we don't buy their jerseys. So it's easy to blame the other people around them. When at the end of the day, players are responsible for their careers too. Um, and there are, Val Nichushkin needed to be kicked in the ass. He got kicked in the ass. He figured it out. Credit to him. But don't, don't, don't act like he was going to magically figure it out in Dallas. Don't act like he was going to, mag- it was magically going to happen. I mean, if anything, honestly, if, if Jim Nil doesn't buy out Valnichushkin, is Jim Nil still the GM here today? I don't know because yeah. I, I don't know because he doesn't sign he doesn't sign Joe Pavelski. The team doesn't then go on the run to the Cup final. Uh, like uh, honestly, I, I don't know if Jim Nil is still the GM here in Dallas if Valnichushkin doesn't get he bought was out. On the hot like, seat. like you think about the trickle down effect of all of this. So yeah, um, I. Uh, David, I await your rebuttal on Gabby's post-game show tomorrow night. So. <laughs> well, if he scores a hat trick, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure we'll uh, talk about it. But you did mention Nils Lundqvist, and it's good to see him yeah. back in the lineup, and I think he's played yes. well. Yes, he has. He has. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, and, and clearly mm-hmm. Thomas Harley's playing well, too. And yes. it's great to see. You know, I looked at the minutes the other night prior to Montreal, um, and granted it was a blowout when it was 8-1, to one, but Lundqvist had 19 minutes, and Harley was up there with the most ice time, and probably resting Heiskanen, but at the same time, like, you know, it's good to see those guys getting minutes. And it is interesting that you're sitting Nils Lundqvist, but when you do play him, he gets a lot more, um, he gets a lot more minutes than Joel Hanley does. Well, yeah, I mean, Joel Hanley is, because uh, Joel Hanley doesn't play special teams. Right. So, yeah, I guess that's why. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, Really nice tilt tomorrow night. Excited. Uh, hopefully the fans get into it. Hopefully the team gives the reason for the fans to get into it. Uh, should be a uh, a fun Thursday evening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.